Please find a comfortable posture. Keep your back straight. Gently close your eyes. Take few deep, long breaths and relax your whole body. Now send your loving thoughts towards yourself, thinking, may I be well, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. If you know how to love yourself, it is much easier for you to love others. In this moment, understand the power of self-caring, self-love. Please have that intention in your mind. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Think of them individually by names.
Now send your loving thoughts towards whole world. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Now slowly turn your attention to your breath, focus on your natural, ordinary breaths.
again and again each time if you are distracted bring your attention back back to the breath Mind wanders, that is the nature of the mind. Be a silent observer, observing what is coming and what is going.
Now observe your mind, observe your body. Your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice meditation every day, regularly with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice. Keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. <coughs> now we are going to do our chanting. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa Bhagavato Arehato Samma Sambuddhasa Buddhaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Dhammaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Saṅgaṃ Saranaṃ Gacchāmi Dutiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi saṅgaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi buddhaṃ Saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Tatiyampi saṅgaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Anicchāvata saṅkārā Uppadvaya dhammino Uppadjitva nirujjanti Te sangvupa samosuko Sambhe santa avera hontu Sambhe Santa Ambya Pajya Huntu Santa Aniga Huntu Sambhe Santa Sukhiyatari Harantu Mano Pumbang Gamadamma 
मनोसेट्टा मनोमया मनसाचे पदुटेन भासतीवा करोतीवा ततो नं दुख मन्वेति चंकं वहातो पदं मनोपुम्बं गमादम्मा मनोसेट्टा मनोमया मनसाचे पसन्नेन भासतीवा करोतीवा ततो नं सुकमन्वेति चायाव अनपाइनी प्लीज रीड द मीनिंग We believe My wish. Okay, good morning everybody. Happy to see you all this morning. Um, Sometimes we are using different words, but I can see everything connected to the same root. When you use the word life, living, the world, everything is connected to yourself and myself. Do you agree with that? When we say life, living, world is related to me and related to you. So, every day when people are talking about their life, living and the world, 
most of the time what I hear is complaining, <laughs> including myself, right? You know, don't think I'm not part of it, including myself. That's why I said, because I'm part of the world too. Um, like a few days ago, you know, most of my life, my adult's life, after I became a monk, I was listening to people. Whether I can give the answer or not, the first part of my work, I had to listen to them. I think it's a really good practice. I did so many years. And some days I'm doing like six hours listening to people, seven hours, you know, hours of sitting with people. I did really well. You know, I'm okay to listen to them. Uh, end of the day, I was happy no matter what. But few days ago, I had an experience. I'm tired. I'm exhausted physically and everything. Then after I come home, long travel, and I was sitting home, I was thinking, why I am exhausted and tired? I was thinking. Then one thing I realized is um, listening to people, I have lots of stories in my mind. You know, now think about 10 people come to me and talk to me, then I hold everything in my mind about this person, about that person. I think it is part of my life part of my work, which I love to do. But once in a while, as a human being, I also feel tired and exhausted. When I say that honestly to you, you, you don't feel bad, right? <laughs> because it's so human. It is so human. So the good thing about practice, I was thinking the best thing I have to do in my practice, recognize. Recognition leads to mindfulness. Does it make sense? So now I can see in the world people are always practicing mindfulness, 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 mindfulness. It's a big, you know, selling now. The word mindfulness, very expensive. Especially in this country, mindfulness is the most expensive spiritual practice. People are spending lots of money for this mindfulness practice. Sometimes I'm questioning about it. Why? I'm questioning about my own practice too. Mindfulness is a nice word. But still people are so into that word. It is so trendy right now. People are thinking, oh, I'm going to the Blue Lotus Temple. I'm sitting every Saturday morning uh, with monastic and, you know, I go Wednesday night, I go Monday night. I'm practicing mindfulness. Now I'm asking you all, do you? <laughs> no need to give me an answer. <laughs> you know, I was asking myself that question a few days ago. Do I really practice mindfulness? That's why I got that word. Recognition is very important to lead to mindfulness. Otherwise, what we are doing, we are doing little fun and little relaxation exercises. And in that moment, we enjoy it, then go home and we go to the, our uh, habitual nature again. 
Then again, next Saturday come and practice meditation or whatever. Oh, Saturday morning, oh, temple. It's like a training the dogs. Sorry, so my words, right? And so, oh, Saturday morning, oh, we have to go to meditation. Then after meditation, one hour later, you go home, maybe you are doing the same old stuff. We all do the same thing. So, what I realize, people are very good to lay foundations, including myself. That's why I'm always telling, including myself, we are very good to lay foundation. After, before we build the house or building, you lay a foundation. What is the intention? To build the house. After you put a really good foundation, what people are doing now, even me, oh, I did the foundation. How wonderful. Great. I love this foundation. I go and every morning power wash it, my foundation. I sweep it. I clean it. Every day, I keep doing the job. Never build the house. I think most of mindfulness practitioners are doing that now. After they're laying the foundation, they don't want to do the job. What they are doing, sitting on the foundation, doing a party. I think I did many years. Being in that foundation, because I have very solid foundation, so many years, I'm so grateful for that foundation. But recently, I'm discovering myself, what I'm doing, I'm doing a game. I'm playing on that foundation. But I never build a house. I'm asking you, what do you do now? Do you see what I am talking about? So therefore, now we have to be details. We have to, in detail, we have to recognize every little areas in our life. Otherwise, until we die, we just lay on that foundation and one day we keep, keep our dead body on that foundation, that's it. Nothing happened. It doesn't matter, even I'm a being a monk, you know, now this year is 40 years of being a monk, can you believe it? You know, 40 years, that 40 years, nothing if I just sitting on that foundation every day, having that fantasy, being, you know, I made the foundation. I think we are so great to do the foundation, but we are not doing the job. So what I'm asking you now, please start to check in details, in your mind, in your emotions, your thoughts, what's exactly happening right now. So I realize Biggest root in our problems are everything is ego-related. Everything is ego-related. So that's the biggest recognition we have to have in our mind to if we want to build the house. So during this pandemic, you know, a few weeks ago I gave a talk, I cannot remember which week, and so I said what I realized. During this pandemic, I call the pandemic blessing. I learn a lot about myself, lots about discovery about my own mind, my own experiences. I'm closely observing it. So I'm still processing this journey. Keep observing, keep watching in details what exactly happening in the mind. So what I'm asking now 
Instead of complaining, oh, my practice doesn't work, instead of keep running to place to place, class to class, workshop to workshop, I go to this one, I go to that one, doesn't help. It doesn't help. So, what we are doing, doing those things, we are collecting information instead of really going inward. Then sometimes people come and take the notes. Actually, I realize no need to take notes. When you are listening to me, no need to make notes. We have to do in life, I understand. I do too, still I do. But when you come to the deeper practice, no need to have notes. If you are taking notes, what is your goal? If you are making the notes, you want to remember something. This practice is nothing to remember. If you are trying to remember this practice, making notes, that is not your practice. That is education. Does it make sense? You are taking education. That education and going to the college and taking a degree, there is no difference. But this education is going inward education, not outward education. Most of our education we are using to go outward, live in the world. But this education, inner self, inner discovery, searching about ourselves, what exactly happening in our mind. So, as I felt I'm tired and exhausted, then what I did, instead of looking at the world, their problem, I was looking in my problem. That's why I call the inner observation. So I was, little by little, I recognized things. Then one thing I realized is, why I exist? Why world, why you exist? Because of what? Because of what? Because of selfishness. Everything based on selfishness. You exist, I exist because of the self. Because we all are selfish. Everything we do based on selfishness. But don't feel bad about it. If you see I'm sitting on the selfishness and do everything, that is the way leading, that's leading to selflessness. So being selfish, we have to use the same energy to be selfless. Everything is interconnected. Don't try to kill the selfishness. So what I am suggesting you, recognize the selfishness, become self selfless after that. I know it's lots of work to do. That's why I am telling, even another hundred days, you come to the Blue Lotus Temple and sitting on the cushion and practicing and sitting and polishing your foundation, doesn't help. Therefore, stop polishing your foundation now. Try to build little by little your building go towards that direction. So, last few days, I was home after traveling. Even I'm home, I'm teaching around in the area. I have a little bit more time to sit and be quiet and observe and these are the things, my second episode of my pandemic blessing, 
I realize. So, as I said, you know, I was making notes to tell you that. Because I have my mental notes, but I made, I, I write it down. Every time I realize something, I write it down. I was thinking, what I realize, what I learn, I have to come and share with you all. If I share with you all, maybe you get some benefit. Then you go inward and you will recognize yourself. These are the things I recognize myself. I think maybe it's very important to you. So I call the essential for our growth. Okay, our development, these are the important things I realize myself. The first one, need little free time and proper rest. That's the number one. We need little bit free time and proper rest. What I realize in my life, I'm keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, non-stop, keep going. So I call exciting. Life is full of excitement. So when I stop, then we have time to go inward and think. That's why I said we need a little bit be free time and little proper rest. Okay? The second one, more learning. More learning. Learning is not just reading a book or listening to somebody's talk. Learning means reading your inner book. Does make sense? Reading your inner book. How many people are reading your inner book? Most of people, we love to read somebody's books. Why we don't like to read inner book? Why you don't like to read inner book? I have an answer for my inner book. Why you don't like read your inner book? It is very scary. When we are reading somebody's book, those problems are not related to us. When we are reading our book, everything we see deeply. That's why I said we have to go inner world and read inner book, then we can recognize, then it leads to mindfulness. The next one I realize, constant honesty. I have to be very honest to my inner self. Now think about I'm a public person. Sometimes I have seen in the community, they have two lives. One life is a public life, one life is a personal life. It's very challenging, whether we are in public or not. This makes sense? And so th therefore we are very honest to our inward inner self. The next one is building new habits and say no to all patterns. We have to build the new habits in life. If we have all patterns, remove them and we have to include the new habits. The next one, letting go of all stories. My old stories I'm clinging and holding and they are so painful. How I'm going to letting go them, that old stories, they are very painful to me. The next one I learn, believing that you can change. That's amazing to me. If I'm really believing, if I can change myself, that is the power. That's the most powerful thing. 
then the next one is our community saying yes to supportive community this is our community our sangha so be with that people and get support and saying yes to them then other one is next one is very important too i deeply consider this one examine your emotional history how many times we are doing that we don't want to see that too i i am starting to do that really deeply in details checking my emotional history then next one find a practice to heal past pain i have very past painful experiences find time to work on them to heal them then the last one making time to build self awareness i think those things very simple but one by one we can work every single day every single day so what i am suggesting you today now after you go home or you can say oh every morning i wake up and meditate but people people are telling me those things oh bante i i i do every day meditation one man told me bante i started how to practice mindfulness even before you born into this world then wife said bante you have to come to my house then you can see it so th- what is that she was telling me whispering to me she was telling me he is not practicing at home yes i know that that's what she said and rolling her eyes you know wife rolling her eyes what it means and you know it's a very interesting i actually one of the wives i asked you know one of my friends don't do that <laughs> every time when husband say something she is going mm, like this <laughs> what did that means so that wife when he said i was practicing even before you born into this world i was practicing she was rolling her eyes that means he is not then she told me all this but bante he call himself he is practicing last many years but he doesn't because in life as a wife as a close person she never sees it therefore what i am asking now after you go home and say oh i went to the blue doesn't mean anything <laughs> nothing actually doesn't mean nothing so what i am asking now you how many years you work on the foundation as that question how many years you work on your foundation and now please go and build the house to build the house in details you have to recognize your inner self all the things what i said so i talk about my problems <laughs> and so maybe it will help to you any questions any thoughts yes i i can give it to you anybody wants those things i have on my phone you can take a picture after that okay yeah yeah <laughs> i hope everybody yes <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it makes me think to myself as you were talking. I had the image of the first time I heard, you know, right piece, right view, all the right, right, and just eight of us. Mm-hmm. Eight.
Thank you so much. You know, when you talk about that word, right, you know, right view, right intention, all those things, that's a very common word all the English-speaking people using. One of my doesn't like that word, right. He said, when you use the word right, there is something wrong. <laughs> so, therefore, what is the word he is using? Harmonious. Harmonious intention, harmonious speech. How beautiful that word. When you hear the word harmonious, we feel good in you, right? So therefore, I use that word now, respect into my teacher, I use the word harmonious intention. Everything has to be harmonious. Okay, anything? Okay, Mr. President. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Bonte, do you have your phone with you? Yeah. Could you go to the notes that's that has my name at the top and delete it? Since you, you don't believe in notes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he, every, every week he shows up with this huge ass list of things he wants me to do in his notes. Right. So if we're not taking notes anymore, I'm a happy guy. Right. I said <laughs> in practice, no need to have notes. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, wow. So, uh, there's a, uh, a section of um, the Muslim tradition, the Sufis have a saying uh, that Allah gets you where you're holding. And what that means is like whatever you really need to work on is likely going to show up in your life for you to work on it all the time. Whatever you're resisting shows up, right? So tired and stressed out and like, thank God I'm not going to have to see anybody today. And of course I walk in here and they have like a movie set set up for me to do a video for the fundraiser. So... That's, uh, that's the way my day's worked out so far, is that I'm being tolerant of us doing that. We're pivoting from Sri Lanka, which is supposed to be next weekend, uh, our third year in a row of canceling it. And so rather than canceling it and just trying to survive, we're this year unable to do that. We have to rotate our, uh, our intention so that we can still, uh, function. And so we're creating a virtual experience that, um, you're probably seeing. And so what that is going to look like this year, we're calling it our Mindful Mission 2022. And we have uh, a virtual fundraiser up on Facebook, up on all of our social pages. We have the auction items the way we always have. You know, when you walk through to the meal, we have those the live and silent auction. We still have all those items, but now it's all virtual. So we would love for you to check that out. Um, grab a, if you want to take a picture of the QR code when you walk out, uh, you'll also be able to join us live on live stream where we do do the uh, auction and some of our other items, but we would really appreciate your support. To put the math behind it, we uh, we rely on about $15,000 worth of net generosity from that singular event. And so this is one of those fundraisers that, that helps sustain our mission and our objective here for months and months and months and months. And now we're on year three without it, so you can do your own math. Uh, but that's why we're asking for your support this year. Um, in the video, Rebecca and I, you'll see when you watch it, we have a kind of a conversation about the, the, what it's been like to fundraise and to operate this place in a pandemic. We were literally shut down for a number of months. The vast majority of our events have been canceled. Uh, you all have experienced this in your own life as well. 
we made a conscious decision as a board uh, to not make a concerted efforts to ask for money and contributions during the heart of the pandemic. We really uh, thoughtfully considered that each person was having that situation in their own family um, and that uh, every organization across the planet was asking those kinds of questions. How are we going to do this? How are we going to stay stay afloat? And we we had um, have been for a very long time led by a group of people who are very fiscally responsible, um, really observant of how to make uh, you know a small generosities go a long way. And we've done really well for for the, the duration of the pandemic. We've still been here. The lights are still on. We've still fulfilled literally all of our core missions. And in fact, uh, some of the things we've done actually blessed us in ways that will continue. Uh, we, we had no idea the level of people we could reach virtually when we host online classes, when Bonte got on Insight Timer and had two people the first day, and now he's like the staff pick every week with tens of thousands of people following and listening to his meditations. There's been a lot of great that's come from that. However, our intention uh, and our focus around fiscal responsibility in the temple has not been on the platform, and we do now need to pivot to that. And so uh, we really would appreciate your support in this uh, for this fundraiser. Uh, we wish it was in person. We hope to have it maybe this summer in some other way. We hope that as things lift, we are probably going to say that vaccinated folks can take their masks off in a couple of weeks as we continue to follow the state guidelines. So we know that we're continuing to evolve, and hopefully that will allow us to gather again in more sustained community. Uh, but at this time, the fundraiser is one real way you can help. The other way is I want to talk about pledging for a minute. So Julie's going to be at the table here in a second. And uh, what, we, what we'd like to say is uh, the, the, the data behind the request is this. We need uh, approximately $10,000 a month to operate the temple. And that is if nothing goes wrong. So that 10,000 does not mean that the front step broke or that the fan stopped working or that the toilet backed up. It doesn't, that is bare bones survival. Any of you who live in physical space know bare bones doesn't get you there. Uh, but we need about 10,000 and currently we, we, we operate at about 50% of our capacity comes from the monthly pledging program. We have about 150 pledges right now that range from a dollar a month to $250 a month. It doesn't matter the amount. Any of those numbers work because they compile so we're looking to double that effort. Uh, in the next months, we are really trying to get our at least core essential needs met through that pledging program so that we don't have to stand up here at a podium after an incredible Dharma talk and talk about money. It's such a bummer. And so we're really, really like saying, okay, when we have to do this bummer thing of talking about money, let's do it in a concerted way with deep-hearted intention, ask people for their support so we can stop talking about it and move back onto the Dharma. So Julie will be here after class and uh, can... Uh, uh, help you sign up if you're willing to join in the monthly pledging program. We'd be really grateful. Speaking to Julie, will you talk about Buddha Kids?
Thank you, Julie. A uh, few other things. Our Sri Lankan lunches uh, are uh, made to order, so people order a few days in advance and then pick them up today uh, at the back door by the kitchen. We do have some extras today, as we often do, so if you are interested in a Sri Lankan lunch, you can buy it at the gift shop uh, and then pull behind down to the to the uh, to the kitchen doors and grab it. That'd be wonderful. Uh, this evening we are hosting Gontopia from 5.30 to 7 here at the temple. More information can be found on our website. You can purchase tickets in the gift shop or on the Eventbrite page. Uh, this Sunday, Bhante Badia will be leading his monthly virtual Dharmapada class from 11 to 11.45 a.m. You can register on Eventbrite and then the Zoom link will be emailed to you an hour prior to class starting. Um, on Monday, Valentine's Day, the 14th, uh, Vimala Judy, formerly known as Bikwini, uh, will be uh, continuing her Blue Lotus Book Club via Zoom from 5.30 to 6.30. Again, Zoom uh, link will be sent from the Eventbrite sign-up uh, one hour prior to class. We are uh, still hosting our refuge recovery meetings downstairs on Wednesdays from 5.30 to 6.30, so anybody interested in that, please consider joining and just a reminder that uh, Bhante Asaji leads a meditation every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. at the Matheson Memorial Library in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. So we've been doing that for a while, but we're uh, just re-highlighting that that's happening on the other side of the border as well. So we're continuing now that the, the heat of the pandemic has sort of died down, we're getting back to some of our old, uh, more weekly constant practices. So that's what I got. Thank you all for being here. We're really grateful to you all. Yes. Uh, I don't know of the two events that overlap. We have meditation at 7. What's the other event? Do you know it? We always have our in-temple practices separate from, from online stuff, so they often will uh, over overlap. Yeah, that way we can just hit more people in more places more times. Yeah. Thank you for that, though. Thank you so much. And one more thing I want to mention. Uh, one of our members of the Blue Lotus Temple in Pennsylvania suggested to me, because all the temples are going through financial difficulties, and uh, she said what she's doing, actually I can see on her page she's doing really well. Her birthday, she's doing a fundraiser for the temple. Then what she was asking me, please ask your members, you know, please do a fundraiser for your birthday. Uh, you know, name of your temple and supporting to this place. That way you are doing your own fundraiser and support for the temple. I think that's a great suggestion. I'm, I won't put into your mind. The other, the, if anybody wants help doing that, Tessa, I'd be happy to show you how. The other thing is we've been, um, this last week we had three or four people ask us about matching gift programs where their company matches their generosity up to a certain point, and could we get qualified to be part of that matching gift? We are. We've done that lots of times. So we'd be happy to help you with that, too, if your employer allows it. And then um, also we do have a, a, pay, a wish list now on Amazon of many of the things that we need in the temple, so you can jump on there and order, you know, cleaning supplies or whatever. Also, uh, Amazon, if you go to smile.amazon.com and then purchase me a portion of that so you can pay the employees, you can set it up to go to the Blue Lotus Temple. So every time you buy something from Amazon, they get a little discount. That's awesome. And the last thing I just want to say is it's so awkward to stand up here and talk about money, and I just want to apologize. I know that it's a necessary thing, but it certainly is a bummer. Uh, and the, the thing that we read, that we believe, um, you know, 
we we wrote that a number of years ago because of this awkwardness. And so what we really want to teach is that generosity is the heart of our spiritual practice. But generosity does not just mean money. Generosity is your behavior in line at Starbucks when somebody's pissed off. You know, generosity is your state of open-hearted curiosity in everything that you walk through in your daily life. Generosity is coming to help us clean this place. Generosity could be so many things. Teaching the monks English. Um, just extending love wherever you can. Or and helping financially where you're able. So we're just so grateful for any form of that particular spiritual practice of generosity, and we thank you for being here. Peace. Thank you. Please stand up.